0: Josh, that is just so strange. The count is still off.
1: Huh, that's weird. Oh, look, there's a hot dog! (gasps) Where? Where? Uh, uh, wait, were you talking? I wasn't talking. I didn't hear any sound out of your mouth. (laughs) Welcome to FilmVox, the (laughs) podcast where me, myself, and I, Joshua Moore, as well as her, herself, and us...
0: and Travis <laughs>
1: dove deeper and deeper than we should into every movie that we watch today, we watched Disney Pixar's Soul, uh, which came out fairly recently on Disney Plus. It was a ride; it was a wild ride. Mm-hmm. Um, so tune in for that epic adventure. We must warn you ahead of time: <gasps> if you watch this movie, you will not be spoiled. If you don't and listen to this podcast, you will be spoiled. So we highly recommend that you watched Disney Pixar Soul on Disney+. Plus.
0: You have been warned. Okay, Josh, I believe some film facts are in order. Yes. So,
1: Disney Pixar Soul was directed by Pete Docter. It was written by also Pete Docter, Mike Jones, and Kemp Powers... It stars Jamie Foxx, Tina Fey, Graham Norton, Angela Bassett, Questlove, among many others. Very star studded cast. And uh, it the music is by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, which I would be interested to see. We might want to look up which, what each of those people do.
0: Mm-hmm. Anyway,
1: uh, it had a $150 million budget with a $57.4 million box-off reception. So, you know... It was a digital release, so in the uh, in the span of things, you know, it makes sense, but kind of sad on the numbers. Rotten Tomatoes rated it at 96%. Metacritic rated it at 83 out of 100. Now, uh, just to prepare you guys, we are changing up our rating scale a little bit because it is an animated movie. We are switching out cinematography for visuals and acting for voice acting. All right, we are at 29 minutes into Soul, and we are at the part where they are staring at the wall mm-hmm. of stickers of mentors that 22 has tormented for hundreds of thousands of years. Yeah. Man. Um, if you, uh, hadn't noticed that, that'd be a good thing to go back and kind of read through, because mm-hmm. I didn't think, because this is my second time watching it, and, uh, I just came back and you're staring at this wall of stickers, yeah. <laughs> reading through them. I never even
0: thought to think look through them, but there's some pretty fun names it's on It's really, there. really hilarious. Many, if not everyone on there, I haven't gotten through all of them, but they're all pretty recognizable, and it's very humorous to imagine different scenarios with these people.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you were laughing at uh, a couple of these references. You know, there's Lincoln, there's that
0: one guy that was the yeah. first psychology. Yeah, there was Jung. Which was hilarious. He said something like, You're making my unconscious mind something. And that, yeah, it's this is very witty and intelligent, but also heartfelt so far.
1: Yeah. And I think it speaks to the amount of attention to detail, which is, which could be a part of the reason why they had to spend $150 million on it to <laughs> yeah. hire enough animators. But there is so much. I mean, even the little soul guys that are like the 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 counselor people Mm -hmm. at the ends of their little counselor line art thingies you can see the little particles it's it's very detailed and um very impressive
0: yeah all right so we are at an hour and six minutes and just wanted to kind of stop and think about what we've seen so far uh one thing that i'm really noticing is that our protagonist really is not seeing his purpose as he's back on earth and in Mm -hmm. life uh the trombone player that he teaches Connie I think her name is she comes to his apartment and threatens to quit the trombone and then uh 22 has to go out in place of him and kind of realizes that Connie really loves the trombone and meanwhile he's inside of his apartment as a cat and he's really not thinking about that at all and we see a similar sort of apathy towards the music that he used to love so much when they're in the subway and there's a man singing and playing at the guitar and he is very apathetic towards that and yeah I really just thought that that was interesting because he's so goal-oriented about playing at this show that he's forgotten to savor The things that he has learned to love, like teaching, even though it might not have been his original dream, is something that feeds his soul, even if it isn't what seems ideal.
1: Yeah, and there's some more pieces about that that come up, um, and I'm not going to spoil them for you, but it does get into that idea uh, definitely throughout the movie. All right, we are going to start our post film analysis and we're going to start with a very basic uh but very lots of depth to it uh the music um i mean first of all the score is just beautiful and perfect Mm -hmm. and it fits very well but what's interesting is uh because there's earth and then there's the great beyond and the great before and that stuff whenever they are on earth it's always the jazz it's the piano it's the And then when they're on the great beyond area, they it's the kind of um Cynthy kind of pot. Yeah, I did
0: write down some descriptions. I said that in the great before, it's like uh, it's like a crisp, pure light beam, like ambience almost, Mm
1: -hmm. very ambience.
0: And then on Earth, the jazz, it's it's kind of that improv jazz. It's mm-hmm. very much just light and flowing and it's a little messy even. It's, but it's more
1: fast paced, yeah. which I think reflects Earthwell. yeah. Um, is that all you wanted to say? Because I have something big, no, some go, big ahead, go ahead. So at an hour and 18 minutes, there is a scene where Joe has gotten done playing Dorothea Williams. He's back at his house And he has all the little trinkets that 22 gathered when she was alive in Joe's body. And he um, lays them all on his piano and starts playing. And I think the music that he started playing, it wasn't jazz. It was this kind of just piano-y stuff that really blended the Mm -hmm. great beyond and the earth together in this very... um, good marriage of song and uh, I just thought that was an interesting way to kind of make the connection that he's realized what he's done Mm -hmm. he's realized what he has to do to fix it and kind of where he is going so yeah 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 all right we're back and Mm -hmm. let's just jump right into it so the visuals Mm -hmm. I mean for an animated film wow yes I mean, if this doesn't win the Oscar for yeah. Best Animated Film. Yeah. Which, speaking of which, stay tuned. We will actually be doing an Oscars Watch Party special thing. So that would be fun. But back to the point. The visuals were so good for an anime animated film, which kind of mm-hmm. explains the $150 million budget. Yes. Uh, there was a moment where Dorothea Williams and the band were playing, and you could see the light on their face mm-hmm. And the, the skin and the pores and the different colors in their yeah. face. And that was something, you know, you never really see in animation. So this is definitely a good sign of how far things have come. I mean, if you look at Pixar and you look back at Bug's Life to here, like, yeah. it's a <laughs> lot of improvement.
0: Mm-hmm. And also just on top of that, the the way that they used that visual aspect to portray the message of the movie was amazing mm-hmm. the streets of new york city were vibrant and warm and exuberant and so gorgeous i just i loved watching that
1: yeah and uh another thing did you did just uh so whatever the the light line people the jerrys yes um were all the jerrys more warm toned
0: Mm-hmm. And Terry
1: was cool. was yes. That just something. Okay.
0: That was yeah.
1: And again, that's pretty basic. You know, cool is evil and warm mm-hmm. is. But um, another thing, like in that scene where Terry's going through the filing cabinets, you could see every little detail. Yes. It was just. It's very cool to see how far animation has come, especially with this one.
0: Yeah, and just totally immerses you right there into the character's world.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. All right. What else do you got?
0: Well, I really only have really deeply philosophical things in regards to the story. Do we want to jump into that? I think
1: it's time to jump in. I mean, let me think. I don't think we
0: can delay it any longer. (laughs)
1: okay. One thing that I did have a problem with, and this isn't the philosophical stuff, but one thing I did have a problem with is it seemed there was a little bit of a racial undertone in that there was a lot of people of color and you know the in there's a lot of these movies that come out and they try to include minorities Mm -hmm. and people who are different to bring education but a lot of times what they do is they end up making it very obvious that they're trying to do that and they overdo it to where it loses its message
0: yeah Um, i i i mean we were saying this earlier i really did like that i wish that new york looked more like that consistently and I'm sure there are parts of New York that do look more diverse. But in the scheme of like when you're looking at Manhattan and Brooklyn, that's not necessarily what you see, sadly.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into the philosophical. Okay.
0: Oh, man. Where to even spark. Spark. Where to mm-hmm. even start. <laughs> um. So I guess I can just kind of go down the list basically of the things I jotted down. So I did kind of write that when we're getting into the thought of what spark is versus what purpose is, purpose is something that can evolve throughout your life mm-hmm. and purpose isn't necessarily that one thing that makes you passionate and that you can just spend hours thinking or talking about. Uh, it The spark and purpose kind of together, I think is what they were saying, gives us fulfillment and happiness. Mm-hmm. But that's not necessarily what we're quote unquote meant to do. Or maybe we don't always have something that we're meant to do. We really just kind of find things that give us that fulfillment. And that's what we make into our purpose. And then later I said, um, life is purpose, not purpose is something we find Hmm. you know like like life is our purpose to live is the reason why we are living because dorothea 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 okay uh she says she tells joe this story after they step out of the half note and she describes this two fish meeting in the ocean and the young fish says well, how do I get to the ocean? And the older fish says, what do you mean? You're in the ocean. And the young fish says, this, this is water. What I want is the ocean. And what was really, really profound about it is that we are all in a way looking for what I said, like I said, water with depth or water with meaning or life with some higher purpose or calling, but I think we really already have it, that maybe just we already have that meaning and purpose just through appreciating these profound and beautiful moments in life without having to have some higher calling where we expected or wanted some higher calling to be.
1: Yeah, I think that's something that I can really relate to, especially recently, is thinking about like before going into 2020 and all the trauma that was 2020, yeah. um, I was really like, okay, this is what I want to do in my future, and this is how I'm going to get there, and I was really planning out every step of my life, and I realized, like, why am I planning out step two, three, and four when I'm not to step one? And I, I've been really trying to focus on being doing things more simplistically and saying, okay, What, breaking down what is making me happy and trying to focus on that instead of what is going to make me happy. Yes. Trying to live more in the moment. I think that's definitely something that this movie touches on.
0: Yeah. And just also off of that, like, there is one quote that I just want to say. That... When 22 and Joe are on the street and uh, 22 in Joe's body kind of holds out her hand and looks up at this tree and it's all warm and there's sunlight filtering through and mm-hmm. this helicopter seed falls down into Joe's hand and 22 just kind of has this realization of, oh my gosh, this is my purpose. And she doesn't have a purpose quote unquote, as we would say, like, I want to be a doctor or I want to be a musician or she doesn't have that. She just says, well, I'm really good at like walking and just these regular everyday things. And Joe says, those things aren't purpose 22. That's just regular old living. And I think what was really profound and what really touched me about this film was that uh, also kind of segueing into the ending when 22 is kind of a lost soul and she's kind of caught inside of that i wrote down sand demon because i couldn't really think <laughs> yeah. of anything else but it's this it's the ticket it to the world it's the little patch the earth pass. The earth pass and joe holds it up towards this sort of negative name calling sort of creature that has been created by 22's self-conscious subconscious mind and he holds up this world pass and that is what brings 22 back that's what brings her back and kind of eliminates that uh lost soul part of her just just the beauty of living and having Mm -hmm. the chance to be alive is so important and for her that was purpose
1: yeah and going back to the whole spark conversation um One thing I was kind of thinking of is like, you know, painting is something that a lot of people in my life are like, oh, but you could be an artist, you could be a painter. But it's like, you know, that's not really my purpose, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, would that be my spark? You know, that's kind of an example of where it's not my purpose, I don't think is painting, Mm -hmm. uh, but it's just something that really inspires me.
0: Yeah. Like maybe your spark can be that thing that brings you joy through life even when your purpose doesn't necessarily. I mean, Joe has these experiences when he's in the classroom and he's teaching these kids to play and a lot of them are absent and not really paying attention and not all of them really feel the way he feels about music. Mm -hmm. And that might be his purpose, even though that doesn't spark his joy.
1: Yeah, I definitely think Joe's purpose is to be a guide i guess yeah. um in the beginning of Joe's life i guess uh he his dad takes him to the jazz concert and shows him mm-hmm. the jazz and he says that was like his spark right and so i think throughout the film you see where he is showing examples of him doing that to other people passing that on whether it be to Connie whether it be to that boy with the drumsticks whether yeah. it be to which i think actually was curly now that I think about it, that in in the end, when it's kind of going through uh there oh. there's some point where there was that kid with the drumsticks.
0: Yeah. That must have been curly. Yeah.
1: Um and then then to 22. Um do we want to get into that ending?
0: We can get into the ending. Okay.
1: I am conflicted with this movie, and I think the thing that really I didn't like now I recognize this is a kid's movie and you have to have everything has to end with sparkles and rainbows, <laughs> but I'm going to hold Pixar to a higher standard because it's Pixar. <laughs> it's more than a kid's movie. <laughs> um, but what I really didn't like about the ending is I felt Joe's purpose was to guide 22, right? Mm-hmm. That's something you see. He doesn't know what his purpose is. He's doing piano- Well, he thinks he knows his purposes, but it's not really his purpose. Purpose. He's doing piano. He's doing this. He keeps failing, but when he really does something good that is meaningful and big, that was guiding twenty two and getting her her Earth pass and getting her to live.
0: And he realizes that when he sits down to play the piano mm-hmm. and he doesn't feel the spark because yeah. that is no longer feeding what he thought was his purpose.
1: Yeah. yeah. But what what I really didn't like about that is it just it instead of there's a scene where he's on the conveyor belt to the great beyond right mm-hmm. i would have been a lot more fulfilled the word i'm thinking of starts with a c but i can't think of the word i'm thinking of so content nope um, nope um <laughs> i i would have been a lot more happy if it had just ended with him going to the great beyond and that's just it because i felt like that was what was it for him that Mm -hmm. was his climax but they gave him the second chance because it's a kids movie but that just Mm -hmm. really i was kind of conflicted with that and i think alternatively um you were talking about the quote from dorothea williams with a fish i really read that quote a lot differently i Mm -hmm. thought she was talking the way she was kind of saying is that life isn't as exciting as you make it out to be. And you know, you get there and it's just a plateau and you can't go any further. Mm. And so that's kind of the way I read into it. And a lot of the movie I felt set up life as a disappointment. Huh? Yeah.
0: Huh? I can definitely see how you got there. I mean, that absolutely makes sense. I don't know. I, I just really agreed all in all with the film taking Joe's journey as more of a journey that a soul can go through. Not as much of a, you are in the afterlife, and then you get a second chance and you come back to earth. Like I didn't really take it literally that way. Mm-hmm. I I really was thinking more along the lines of how we as human beings think of life and being able to come back to life time and time again with a renewed Perspective on it, and to just appreciate it, even if it isn't necessarily a stairwell to our dream or whatever, you know. Yeah,
1: and I definitely agree with that kind of the the, the 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 P word that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, not psychology. oh what philosophy that's the word i
0: was thinking of forgive us it's very late afternoon Uh, it's been a long day
1: (laughs) yeah so i do agree with that whole philosophy um but i just think they presented it in a way that didn't quite it didn't do it for me Mm -hmm. um and but i do think that that philosophy and that kind of story was important which is why um, you know, I wa- I've seen this movie before and I didn't really like it, but I did. I told Arwen, I'm like, we need to watch this for the podcast. Cause I definitely think there's some stuff to talk about. Yes. Another yeah. thing I want to touch on is the scene when Joe and 22 are at, uh, his mom's and he kind of has that time where he can finally talk to his mom. Yeah. In that moment, she kind of immediately switches, which I didn't like. Because I think growth and change takes time. Yes. And it's not just a straight line. It's an up and down and up and down. And that's like another thing. Like that moment on the piano was really beautiful. Mm -hmm. But it's like it happened so quick. Yeah. I don't think it was realistic in a way that, you know, really represents growth as a person
0: this was definitely tackling a lot of those big concepts that made it necessary just because it's a film and also because it's a film for younger people that they couldn't really mm-hmm. have all of that built in i did really like the moment when his mother he he, re, he says to her something along the lines of he feels like if he doesn't go to this show he will have no purpose. Mm-hmm. Something he says, like,
1: if that. I died today, I feel like my life would have had no purpose.
0: Yes. And I, and she really goes through that very quick split second change. Mm-hmm. And I really, I understand where you're coming from, but I did like that because that kind of said to me that there's a certain level of vulnerability about this whole film throughout Mm -hmm. and it makes us feel vulnerable too i mean we're both feeling pretty vulnerable right now about our own feelings and thoughts about life and the moment he becomes vulnerable before this person that he really cares about but who he also feels has never understood him she does come to understand him even if she still doesn't agree with him
1: i do think that is my conflict with the movie is that it had such a potential and it has such an important message that it couldn't be portrayed the way it should have been yeah. as a kid's movie.
0: Yeah. I I can see that. I can see that. I did really enjoy how layered it was though, very because layered. at face value, what it was saying, like this bigger message we're talking about, that definitely can't be grasped by everyone, especially not everyone who's very young and a child and mm-hmm. watching this. But it is so layered that there is something in it for everybody, even if every part of it doesn't please. And the idea that it's really pushing your face doesn't really strike home with everyone. I mean, in the very end, Joe goes with 22 as far as he can on that fall towards the earth. And Mm -hmm. 22 says, but you know that you won't be able to go back. And he says, but I can go as far as I can. And that, that, could definitely be a parallel to the idea of parenthood Mm -hmm. because Joe kind of realizes through this that part of his purpose is to show others the beauty of life. And I think that that's something that resonates with a lot of parents who are watching.
1: I definitely think you did because uh, another film fact, we were reading the uh, Wikipedia page for this to get ready in our research. And one thing it said was that when that they took a survey of some sort and it found that 13% of Disney Plus subscribers mm-hmm. had subscribed for that movie at least recently yeah. but they said that a lot of people that had done that and that really liked the movie were mothers yeah um mm-hmm. but i definitely think cuz there's the mentors there's the the mentors and their soulmate you know that kind of yeah. idea of a guide a mentor a parent whatever it may be mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Very touching and so layered. I will be thinking about this for a long time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do we want to talk about how fun the references were? Yes. I mean, I know you are a very knowledgeable person of different (laughs) areas, and I have a lot of obscure knowledge, but there were so many fun references to people. Yes. Yes. That was a lot of fun. I mean, we touched on this earlier when we were talking about the wall of stickers, but there was... You know Mm -hmm. Abraham Lincoln. Oh yeah, I'm fine with being on a 20. But they gave it to Jackson. Like yeah, yeah. There There was was so
0: much comic relief, but it was so intelligent, Mm -hmm. and everything that was funny had a purpose. And it is a higher level children's movie for that reason because it is so finely articulated. And even in those moments when it's funny and they're running through the streets and he's talking about these things as a cat and the voices switch, Mm -hmm. it's still very impactful and it really has something to say.
1: I think it's very mature because, you know, there are kids' movies and they put in these funny jokes and then you watch it as an adult and you're like, oh, that was a reference to having sex. Yes. Or it wasn't a
0: reference to anything and it was just fluff and filler and had no meaning.
1: Yeah. but a lot of times, you know, you look back at this and there's these, like, funny cracks that are... But this one, there was nothing at like that. The the intellectual, the high-level stuff that you get when you're older and you come back to it was very mature. and
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know,
1: I, I do respect that.
0: Definitely. And now we're going to start with our rating for this film. This <laughs> is going to be a tough process. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because... I think this has been a valuable experience for me because when I first watched it, I mean, you can never catch everything,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but I really didn't understand it the way I understand my feelings about it now. I think talking through it really helps, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, any of you wanting to make a film podcast, it's pretty good for doing that. But um, I think we should just jump right into it. Let's just, yeah, yeah. Cinematography, which we have substituted for or we are substituting cinematography in for visuals mm-hmm. because it is animated. I'm straight up give this a 10. I mean, same. The visuals yeah. were so good for an animated movie. I don't think I've ever seen an animated movie with such good visuals. Like yeah. there was a scene where they were in uh, his mom's shop and it's like it looked so real. It really did. It's yeah. It was very impressive. And
0: visuals. you could feel you could feel the New York You just could feel it. It was Hmm. astounding. I... What's next up?
1: The next is music and soundtrack. Oh! I'm going to have to give it a 10.
0: (laughs) Oh, man.
1: This is just...
0: uh, Across the board.
1: I'm going to skip the next category and jump in one. Voice acting, which we have substituted in for acting. Yeah. Um... It wasn't, for me, it wasn't anything out of the ordinary.
0: Same, same.
1: I'm going to give it a five.
0: Let's go five. I have no problem with that. Um. Yeah.
1: I will say, I had, I mean, I had seen that Tina Fey and Jamie Foxx, but I had no idea that they were them until I read the cast. That's true. So.
0: Yeah. And Graham Norton, ironically, was the same.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Now we get to the fun part where I think we're going to, you know, divide Uh-oh. the writing. Ah, mm-hmm.
0: Oh man,
1: you're going to hate me for this.
0: What are you doing? Don't even, I'm Don't giving it a
1: four. <gasps>
0: oh, mm-hmm. how dare you? Okay. Why?
1: I, and it's again, it's that, you know, it has such a good message, but it didn't reach the full potential of it. Mm-hmm. And it really doesn't sit well for me
0: that's okay i forgive you i'm giving it a 9 hmm.
1: <laughs> very very split there um wow factor the wow factor <sighs> i'm going to give a 6 because you know what it was wowing in everything but the 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 way they did the story cuz i mean you know the the message of it was cool I liked that. I vibe with it. But the way they did it messed me up. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't sit well with that. But everything else, I mean, the visuals, the music.
0: Man, I i was really affected by that. Mm-hmm. I, I got to go higher. I got to go like eight. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. that was fair
1: because, you know, you were like on the brink of tears. Yeah,
0: I really, I could have cried. Mm-hmm. I could have cried at multiple points during that film. And it wasn't just the typical sort of cry that you're like, oh, that's so sweet. But it was really deeply impactful. Like it it really was touching. Yeah.
1: Overall enjoyment, which is at five. (laughs) What are you going to pick? Let me let you go first.
0: You're going to hate me. Five.
1: You're going to hate me. Two.
0: Oh.
1: (laughs) And again, it's that it, you know, there I can give it to a point for the visuals and the music and I can give it a point for the idea, but it did not sit well with me and I yeah. didn't enjoy it. That's okay. But I know why now, which is good. I've come to that realization. So yeah.
0: That's justified.
1: Hey y'all, we goofed. Um <laughs> We didn't say our overall <laughs> scores. So you got a 47?
0: Yes, I did.
1: Okay. Do you want to add up mine?
0: Oh, uh, what are your numbers?
1: 10 10 4 5 6 2
0: You got a 37.
1: So what is that together? 49 did you
0: say? 84? Wait. Yes, 84.
1: An 84. Oh. is our top score which is still that's you know still good that's it's still, still up good. there yes it is. i just had to bring it down
0: of course you did mm-hmm. it's okay we, we we've got yeah. this we we see mm-hmm. what each other are thinking that's yeah. completely fair
1: now i do want to talk about how this rating scale will play in later in the season um episode 10 wherever that is uh because you know we had a plan of what movies to watch mm-hmm. uh, but that you know is kind of fluid yes because if there's some new releases that come out we want to include those yeah um but our on episode 10 I want to kind of compare all the mm-hmm. different episodes we've currently had and see where these movies kind of line up on this scale
0: yeah
1: um so yeah so that is our rating and 84. 84- Yes. An 84 out of 110.
0: Yes. There you go. Thank you for giving your ears some exercise with FilmVox today. I have been Arwen Travis.
1: I have been Joshua Moore. And this has been Soul. Tune in next week for an episode that we will not know because we don't know what we're doing yet. <laughs> so we'll figure that out. Just.
0: It'll just, be good. Just trust us.
1: Yeah, it'll be fine.